Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond, but at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. was in a very cool place that had like not just cold brew but like cold brew elevated coffee and very conscientious and locally sourced and sustainable and organic and deep tissue massaged kale type coffee it just was a very current Williamsburg type coffee place that had Oat milk, macadamia nut milk, cashew milk, I'm sure, pistachio milk, sesame seed milk. I, I, you know, there's not a like hazelnut milk, Brazil nut milk. I, I, there's not a nut milk on the planet Earth that was not at this place. And you waited a really long time. Like Paul and I were like, I, are we waiting for our car to be detailed. Like it was a long time to get the coffee and we're standing outside. Oh, I'm such a Karen. May I please speak to, (laughs) please speak to the manager. I'd like to lodge a complaint. So anyway, we were in the parking lot and we were just like, this is a lot. This is taking a long time. And it's just, it's not setting the place up for success in my mind because if it's not the best coffee I've ever had, you know, it's going to be a whole thing. And I could do a separate rant on coffee just in general, because I just find that coffee any iced coffee is like the holy grail. Like even at Starbucks who can duplicate drinks like McDonald's can duplicate cheeseburgers or Nobu can duplicate black cotton miso sauce or rock shrimp um, for the tiniest infinitesimal population in the world that have had those two items. But McDonald's like it's always duplicated unless it's in France and there's mustard on the burger. And Starbucks does a great job of certain drinks of duplication, but iced coffee, no matter where you go, iced coffee tastes like watered down garbage. It just, you can't get it right. It's either too strong and it doesn't have that like milky look or it has that milky look and it tastes like beige iced water. It's just gross. So anyway, it's just, it's already setting itself up for failure because you just iced coffee. I just find cannot be ordered out. It's just not great. You have to do it yourself in your own way at home. So, but we got a drink. We got, I, I think we got a nice drink because we're 
self-loathing masochists. And I said, do, do you have a straw? Because I mean, I know I think we're now in the land of paper straws. I don't know what they're doing in Massachusetts, but we're in the, I think the whole world is a paper straw world now. Once in a while, you get like a little plastic straw that shows up, which is like one chocolate sprinkle in the rainbow box. And you're just like, oh, I just got a plastic straw. I'm so excited. Because it's like a throwback to the plastic straw world. Because that's, of course, we have plastic credit cards, plastic cars, plastic tits, plastic surgery. But at Starbucks and everywhere else, we are drawing a line in our plastic cup. We're putting a paper straw in there, which I've talked about before. It's very important. So I'm leaving and I go up to get my coffee and I said, hey, do you have a straw? Which I didn't know is like, you're not allowed to ask anymore. Like even paper straws, that's probably, they've been canceled too. So I said, do you have a straw? Um, no, but we do have a sip cup. Not even that. She didn't even say it that way. She goes, um, no, we have a sip cup, which was like code for you... 80s asshole, you should fucking know that you don't, we don't straw. So I just didn't know that we're not strawing at all anymore. And I know it does give you wrinkles and people with Botox are like strawing sideways because they can't move their mouth. And people who have wrinkles like me are just getting more wrinkles because we're strawing. And it's not good for your beauty to straw, but I'm a strawer. And I just don't feel that things are taste the same with or without straws. So that was the first moment that I had of like, oh, okay, I've just been schooled. Um, I was not coffee straw woke. And then I was at um, a restaurant that is like an amazing restaurant and super respected and everyone was talking about it and it's like the greatest restaurant and it's the best restaurant. And it's impossible to get a reservation. And it's two years from Thursday. We made a reservation pre-pandemic to go now, hoping there'd be no pandemic, uh, you know, post PPE scandal that I went through, you know, just like we planned four years ago to, for this reservation. So we sat down and, um, we ordered different types of food. And I came, I grew up in the time back in my day, we got the food together. Like sushi doesn't count necessarily because you get rolls at a time. But back in my day, my generation, if two people ordered an appetizer that came at the same time. And if you ordered an entree that that came at the same time, unless it's family style and it's coming for everybody. And then they've asked you if you've dined with them before and gave you the whole thing. So um, I got like three different things before Paul got his cheeseburger. I literally got a pasta. I got a starter. I got shishito peppers, like a whole bunch of things. And I felt sort of selfish. Like I felt like I was pleasuring myself in bed before even thinking about Paul. So he got his later, his was really taking a long time. I guess it's a different person doing it. It's a different process. So I said, Hey, do you know, do you know where his, his burger is? And I said, um, things come out when they're ready here. Like, so I don't, okay. So that we're doing that too. Now we don't do straws and we don't do timing and meals anymore. You could get your creme brulee dessert when I get my appetizer shrimp cocktail. That's just another thing that we're doing now. So that's, you know, part of past ag dining in 2021 is, mm, yeah, no, we do things differently here. We do it differently here. We Food comes out as we decide or as we're ready and we don't straw, we sip cup. 2021, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, usually I throw to the audience and I will do that today, but you may come here with a straight jacket and take me away for this ridiculous rant. So it's whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want to say, whatever you think, if you understand what I'm talking about. But I just want to know, A, are straws canceled altogether? And B, is getting food at the same time as the other person you're dining with also canceled? Is that over too? My guest today is Kim Gold, fashion and home design executive. She has founded many successful brands, but is well known for co-founding the famous denim brand True Religion, which she sold back in 2013 for over $800 million before it was cool to be an almost billionaire. She's such an inspiration as an entrepreneur, and it is her determination that brought her success. Today, we talk grassroots marketing, having to do things yourself, and being a boss without fear. I hope you enjoy it. So you're from Malibu, like, originally? Yeah. You were born and you lived in Malibu as a child? Yes, raised in Malibu. Wow, that's so interesting. I wonder, what was that like? Amazing. 
back then it was beautiful. It was quiet. It was, there were no celebrities. It was amazing. Yeah. Grew up in Point Doom. You're, you're a triplet. I'm an identical triplet. You're an identical triplet. Yes. So that, first of all, it's rare to be a triplet, but to be identical triplet is unheard of. I mean, well, I've never heard of, I don't know any other identical triplets. No. I mean, what's interesting about, uh, my mom didn't even know she was having triplets. I mean, back in the day, I'm 55, they didn't even have ultrasounds. So they did an x-ray and found out she was having triplets. As a, just a normal person, not with taking anything to try to have kids. This is just a normal person. Because now you can pick your kids, you know, like how long, how big. How, you can pick someone's shoe size now. Eye color, shoe size, probably probably their sign. So then you were just a luck of the draw, lottery, identical triplet. Wow. Yeah, well, identical triplets. fascinating. So what were your parents like? So, but you're the only, you only have two siblings, meaning they didn't have no, kids before. No, 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 I have five brothers. Holy, wow. Like both my fathers, I have stepfather, real father, both attorneys, both went to Berkeley. My mom was a psychologist, recently passed. And my stepmom does cancer research at uh, Cedars. So okay. I come from a very, you know, that type of family. Academic. Very academic. Okay. And when Mark and I, before we got married, Mark Burnett and I, my my dad, who's an attorney, my stepmom, uh, who you know was in the medical field, so said, "You and Mark will never do well or become successful if you don't have uh, an education in whatever it was." Right? Uh, hello, I sold a company for close to a billion fucking dollars. Mark is one of the biggest producers of our time. I know. Wow. That's amazing. Well, that's a good, so that for people listening is you have to go with your own gut and not everybody else knows the path that you're going to chart, including yourself. But, you know, people can really stop other people down and hinder energy and drive and crush spirits. You know, people don't dream as big as, as possibly you do. And maybe you, you just had different sights for yourself, both of you. Well, for sure. I mean, I know being an identical triplet was a huge part of me figuring out how to be an individual. Right. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. And I think because my sisters and I are like living each other's underwear, basically, uh, they're very successful, but I am, and the, the word entrepreneur gets thrown around a lot. It really does. And I don't know why it bothers me, but. It bo- so does the word brand, I, which is oh, annoying. Okay. The word brand, like what the it hell? It just started ten years ago, and or eight years ago, <laughs> seven years ago, and now everybody, my personal brand, my lifestyle brand. I'm a brand. You're a brand. What's your brand? It, it, not everybody has a brand. No, I, I, I mean you could say that. Uh, you know, I say Marlon is my husband. We're not legally married, but the, oh, what is how 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 are you? What's your brand? What, you and Marlon. What, what what's your brand? Um, relationship brand. My relationship brand. I mean, you know, the relationship couple thing. But it's interesting, Bethany, is that you and I, I listen to your podcast. I'm not a big podcast listener, but I really listen to yours because we have so much in common. Well, I read some of the things about you never have big plans and strategies for what you're going to do. You do what you love. If it's not fun, you don't like doing it anymore, then you stop doing it. 100%. So I get that. I get that. And people who say, you know, People who say, do what you love and you'll be good at it. It's just a basic principle. Uh, and then some people say that's bullshit. You have to, you know, go with focus groups and you need data. And I'm, we're not those people. So when did you start to work? When did you get this fire inside of you that says, I want to work? Because I um, know Mark Burnett. We uh, do, did a show together. We were partners. I was on The Apprentice, but that didn't mean I knew him because I didn't. I was on Shark Tank. so I saw, I read I saw his... you on Shark Tank. You were really good. Oh, thank you. So I read Mark Burnett's book, and it's, I'm reading through some um, paperwork on you. You're the f- first person that's sort of entertainment or, you know, industry adjacent and a fashion person that sold their company 20 years ago for almost a billion dollars that I had never heard of, which is fascinating. But I don't know everything about everything. But I mean, a lot of people who are listening will not have heard of you. And they're going to be shocked when I say 20 years ago, you sold your company for almost a billion dollars. That would be a massive deal now. And we'll get into it. But Mark Burnett's book talked about selling t-shirts in Venice. So when I'm reading the beginning of your bio, I'm reading that you were selling t-shirts in Venice. So the first thing I thought to myself is, oh, wait, 
That's what Mark Burnett did. Five minutes later, did I read like just a little blurb about him? And I didn't even realize you guys were married. So you could you can take it away now about work and T-shirts and all that. I just did not know that. Mark and I are still friends. Amazing. And uh, I have had many discussions with him about why you've lied about that. Oh, on Venice Beach, the T-shirt thing? He wasn't selling T-shirts? It was my business. Oh, but wasn't he selling T-shirts with you? After a while, yeah. Got it. Okay. So you guys are good friends. So isn't it going to be annoyed that we're discussing? I mean, I'm not a, like, no. I didn't even know this until t- uh, two couple hours ago that you guys were married. And literally when I saw the t-shirt thing, I thought, oh, that's so funny. They have it in common. I didn't even know you knew each other. So, <laughs> so this is what happens when different people write books. So he wrote a book saying he was selling t-shirts, which is true because he was selling t-shirts. It was your business. But he, did he say it was his business? No, I mean, he claims it was his business, but it wasn't. It was my business. He was, you know, working um, in a company in a cubicle. And I said, come work with me. I always say, for example, the Winklevoss twins. I've only seen what I've seen in movies, right? So let's pretend that Mark Zuckerberg did steal their idea. No matter what, Mark Zuckerberg executed. And whoever those guys are, I don't know anything about them, and they're wealthy in their own right, they couldn't have done what he did. So I feel that way. So you sold your company for almost a billion dollars. It speaks for itself. Uh, But Mark has been utterly influential in a space that is crazy. I mean, you know what I mean? To be that influential in the reality TV space. So it's not like now he made all his money in the garment industry and it would drive you crazy. It's not like where Kim Kardashian was organizing Paris's closets, and they're both sort of famous in the same sort of way, doing the same sort of thing. That could be maddening to someone like Paris because Kim Kardashian went to the Paris Hilton School of Fame and sort of just became more successful than the teacher in the class. But at least you're in different industries, in my opinion. Thank God for both of you because you're, he, he, you both succeeded in two totally different worlds, correct? Yeah, and I have a lot of respect for Mark. A friend of mine ran into him who works for me the other day, and he goes, please tell Kimberly hello. I could text her right now and say, hey, how's it going? We have a lot of respect for each other. I All I'm saying is if you do something with somebody, say that. I didn't get, you're saying it's not that you care if he said we were doing it together, you were left out of the story. That's what you're saying. That's all I care about. It, oh, it, yeah. Well, and you have the receipts. I, I get it. Okay, yeah. so you're, you're saying, and now here you are with a, on my podcast and you have your own book, et cetera. You just want it to be part of the story because you were in the past. Maybe it was out of respect to his wife or something, but it, the facts are the facts. And I fully get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I got it now. Got it. Well, we were married. I mean, Mark and I were married. So, <laughs> I mean, again, we're, we're, we're friends. I have a lot of respect for Mark. We have a lot of respect for each other. He has done incredible things. And along the way, a lot of people have been a part of his success. I believe in it's a team effort. And the people who help you along the way are the people that should also get those accolades. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. 
Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Imagine the feeling of pulsing electric shocks. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. So what happened in the beginning? So you tell me how this all happens. You start a business, you get into the apparel space. How? I want to hear the story so people at home can, you know, figure out a way to do this for themselves. Yeah. I mean, um, I was in college getting a business degree. I was bored. I left. I went downtown. I started knocking on doors, getting damages and, you know, irregulars and borrowed $300 from my parents. She means damaged goods, but just like a tiny little thing. It's not, cannot be sold for retail price, but someone else like us might like it just the same, but at a significant discount. Right. Kind of like, you know, what you were doing at supermarkets and, you know, hustling. And, and so I ended up getting about five different swap meets on a weekend. One of my sisters worked for me at the time. So there's Rose Bowl, there's Venice Beach. Yep. There's was uh, a big deal back then. Big deal. That, that big was a, deal. that big. Every third Sunday, that swap meet in Pasadena was another level. So much fun, and you know, we were doing. I was doing about fifty thousand dollars a month in cash, and getting wow. my real estate license at the same time. Um, and you know, ended up buying my first place in Malibu, a townhouse, with that money. Wow. Um, bought a building prior to that house. And by the way, that sounds very, like for people listening, it's old school hard work. That doesn't sound that expensive to start. That sounds fairly easy. Anybody can go, you know, my daughter went and bought candy and then to buy to buy uh, Jordans. And then she went around her neighborhood, she bought $7 worth of candy and she sold it for $90. <laughs> like, okay. Do you know what I'm saying? She makes jewelry. She makes necklaces. I've seen them out and I've seen them for $50 in the Hampton stores. So she makes them. She could sell them. So sometimes things don't have to be that complicated. You had an idea about damaged goods that would still be uh, interesting to people like myself. I don't care if it has a little tiny pull on it. And then you went and sold it and you just took the cash and you bought a place. Like it was very basic. You just were hustling and working really hard and making connections, I assume, well, to get things I, for cheap. I, I think for me, um, work is the key. Hustling, meeting people, not taking no for an answer. Uh, you know, that's my motto. You know, I, I'm, 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 I'm looking for the yes. Right. And, and the building that I was living with, we were renting with Mark. Uh, I ended up buying it with this money that I made. The guy who we bought it from, wanted to buy it back. And I said, I'll buy it. I'll sell it back to you like two months later for $75,000. So we made $75,000. I made $75,000 literally two months after I bought that place. 
So you just accident you started in selling t-shirts and then accidentally got a taste of real estate. I've been I've been flipping homes forever. I do that too. And I love it. And I get why you love it. It's having a vision. So you're a person with vision. You just have an idea. You just see the space that someone else doesn't see and you drive right through it. So how did you get into jeans, which I'm in jeans too. And it's a very, you know, I'm, I just did a deal with Gerard from, uh, you know, seven jeans, but that's a tough business for anyone listening. Like that is a tough business margins, competition, design, Male designers, male owners, you know, not that many women in this space, the top 10 uh, jeans brands run by men for decades. So tell me how you get into jeans, how you break through in jeans. Well, I think the fashion business is cutthroat in whatever business, whatever niche or whatever. But I had three companies before True Religion. Okay. So when I got into jeans, um, I am a jean girl. I'm a Levi girl. This is what I do, jeans and T-shirts and whatever. But I wanted to make something that was more fashion, right? Nobody was doing it. I like to go after something that I want to wear, but I can't find it. Same. Right? Same. Right? Annoys me to have, yeah, don't like the same things anybody. 100% hate to be copied. I'll take something and I'll just like cut the shit out of it and redo Mm -hmm. it. Um, Got it. but, But because I've been in the fashion business way before that, um, I and I ended up doing this gene. Actually, I was working for Liz Claiborne. Um, and I actually did this brand for Neiman Marcus before I started True Religion. I was doing hippie jeans with uh, Gerard, with, uh, well, Paul Gez. Left that, working, started True Religion. And the thing about True Religion is there wasn't a fashion. It was like, what? Uh, Friday, jean day, was casual. I wanted to be sexy. I wanted to fit the curvy girl because skinny girls could wear anything. Really, we, you know, skinny girls could wear anything. Nobody was doing anything for the voluptuous. That was the time of seven jeans and Jay brand and everything was skinny, 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 jegging. That was that era. Okay, got it. Right. And we started Jay brand before, and I, and I know all those guys, but true religion started exactly when seven started. But in fairness to you and to everybody listening, when you got in, you were in a sea of sharks. Like before that, jeans weren't so in. Like you got in years before it was Big John and Edwin. Years before that, it was Jordash and whatever. You got in the third big round when currently that's when jeans became fashion. So that's more competitive. Well, yeah. I mean, I had a board of directors all met. You know, and and it was very difficult because I'm the largest shareholder of a company uh, at the time. And it was like, this is how we're going to do it. I'm a woman. I'm designing this gene. I'm the fit model. I'm doing this. It was very technical um, from the seams going uh, forward to the to the knee, to the leg opening, to the front rise, to, you know, the way the uh, when you do a front rise. To the back, it was like eight and a half in front and twelve and a half in the back to fit those curvy women. Mm-hmm. They, and and we 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 discovered two percent lycra. Wow. Um, but you know, my ex husband Jeff, he was a, he was a fabric salesperson, and when and I said, listen, you know everything about fabric. Let's do this. Wow. And that's how true religion started. So with your ex-husband, was he part of the success? Is he very, is he in good shape financially because of that as well? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you went on that well, ride together. Well, you know, it was a very nasty divorce. And people go, did you do well? And you said, let me tell you something. I was the largest shareholder of a company. But I had a global... I did a, and I'm, This is important, Bethany, because a lot of people who get into nasty divorces, I said, fuck this. I called in forensic accountants all my attorneys, Mm -hmm. everybody, my financial advisor. And I said, you know what, you guys, this is what I'm doing. I'm not making you millions of dollars and I want my life back. If I wanted to stay fighting in a marriage, I'm, I'm, I'm staying, I'm going to fight. So I got millions and millions of dollars, global settlement, tax-free and walked the fuck away. That's what I did. You mean in your divorce or you're saying where's a global settlement? Divorce and the company. I took oh. the company 
and my you walked away at the same time from everything. You walked away. You took the money from the deal. You took the situation from your divorce and you wiped, washed your hands. I had a situation that no, I've never told anyone and I'm not going to mention names or anything, but I had a situation where when I came up with the idea for the skinny girl margarita, like the light bulb was, um, I wasn't in a relationship. I was single. I came up with the idea and I went through that entire idea on television. The crappy logo, the, 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 uh, the formula was in jugs that looked like Clorox bottles before the actual glass came in. I went through, this was over a year of just the formulation. What does it taste like? The whole thing. Then I got into a relationship and then I got married. The product launched similar time, like the product launch and was marketed similar time. When I got married and had an agreement, I never had a value of what Skinny Girl was worth because it wasn't, I didn't know what it was worth yet. It was like, it was an idea. It was a bottle. It was on TV. I'd put it on TV. That was worth millions of dollars. The fact that I'd put it on TV, but it didn't have a tangible value because I hadn't made a, a dime. I got divorced. I, well, it took me nine years to get divorced, but we split up two years later. So right after I hit the jackpot, I split up. So I had to go, like you said, with the forensic accountants to prove that it wasn't worth zero when we got together and worth all this money after I sold it, that it was worth so much when we got together because it had been in the bottles. It had been on the show. It had been at my wedding. I had the label. I had the logo. I had the idea. Uh, it, it, so I understand what you're talking about. So cover your bases in the beginning, people, and prepare to take a trip to the moon because you just might actually take one. And I was absolutely broke, you know, not that many years ago. So that that's just an interesting I mean, story. listen, I don't even know how we don't know each other. I really, mm-hmm. I really don't. Um, we know a lot of similar people. I have a Mark Cuban funny story, too. Oh, great. Okay. A really great story. But you and I ha- are very, very similar in, in how we approach things. And, and by the way, I had three boys. I have three kids. Right. So I've raised them on my own. If you get into business, okay, and I come from a family of attorneys, keep your business separate from your marriage. 100%. It seems so tempting. You've done it. Stacey's Pita Chips did it. We've all, I spoke to her. She sold for $260 million 20 years ago also. We've all done it. I never had a dime to my name. Then I buy that apartment that you saw on the show in Tribeca and had to fight millions of dollars to just keep something that was my apartment. You were of roller some other... skating in that apartment. Right. And I had I to think... fight. Yeah. <laughs> I had to like... fight to keep that. And, and, and it was extremely expensive. And There was some shady stuff that had happened. But yes, do not mix business with pleasure, no matter how tempting it might be. All right, but we want to hear about your business. So Jean's business is intense. It's the same group of people running that whole business. The the way that people pay in the fashion business, it means you don't get paid for 30 days. So you're like living on rice, trying to wait till (laughs) you get your quote unquote piece goods, meaning the buttons, the materials to to be able to make your next order. So how are you surviving in this business? Just because JLo's wearing your jeans, how are you, what are you doing? How do you know how to do this? Okay, so what I was doing was working two jobs, okay? For Liz Claiborne and for a company back in the day called Rampage. I remember Rampage. I used to go okay, there with so, Paris and Nikki when I babysat okay, them. It was like the so, Forever 21 and back yes, in the day. Yes, I was working for Larry Hansel and working for uh, a company called Laundry by Shelly Siegel. Yep, I remember. Uh, two jobs, eight, seven in the morning, 10 at night. Jeff was watching the kids. And when I hear people say, oh, I'm tired and I you know, don't know how to open up my own business. You know what? Do the work. Because you have to. It's just it. the bottom line. Yeah, you and tell yourself. So if you're not ready to do that, you're not ready to have a business. If you're not ready for it to almost kill you and always be on mm. the very edge, it's not for you. And that's the truth. It doesn't mean you can't make a lot of money, but to be an entrepreneur, a real entrepreneur, like you use that word, you got to be like hanging by the skin of your teeth many times. Well, I think entrepreneur, like I said earlier, you have to use your own money. If you want people to ultimately invest in your business, you have to use your own money. Skin they, in the they game. They're going to invest in you if you use your own money. I agree. Skin in the game. So this business, Rampage closed. Laundry by Shelly Siegel was a very successful business closed. Hode Hippie, I know the girl, closed. Oh, yeah. All, all the retail stores closed. So why are all these businesses closed? What did they do wrong? What did you do right? My vision is that many fashion people think they're business people. They're creatives that think they're business people and vice versa. 
I believe the business people overall should stick to what they're good at. The creative people should stick to what they're good at. And that's when people get into trouble. And I've seen that in this business. So what is your opinion about why all these successful brands with money have shut down? It's a really good point. And I've listened to you ask this question quite a bit. I'll tell you this much. I have a business degree because I'm so creative. Not that I want to run my business, but no one's going to steal my business if I don't know my business, if I don't know my cost, if I don't know where, who my right. demographic is. But know your lane, mm-hmm. okay? Know what you're really, really good at and have people on your team that share the same vision. And I can sit in a meeting and, run, I mean, I'm running my, my business. I always run my businesses, but I don't want to. I get it. You don't want to be in the weeds. You don't want to be in the weeds. You hate the weeds, but you're always pulled back as an entrepreneur into the weeds. How do you manage people well? How do you get out of the weeds? How do you have smarter people in the room than you? How do you afford to have the staff that you need when you don't have money, not where you are now? So tell people how you do all of that to run a business. How do you do it all? Well, at the beginning, if you don't have money, you do it yourself. And that's a great way to learn what you don't know. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, do not go in business with a business with, with a family member. That's number one or a husband. Never, never, never. Um, like my assistant is right here next to me and finding, um, for me, it's an, it's an energy. It's they'll go over and above. They, um, have integrity. They're transparent. They have good communication. Um, a lot of it is, um, there's no complaining. They'll, they'll do what it takes right. to get it done. Yeah, I agree. And there aren't that many people these days like that at all. Oh, my God, no. I know. No, no. At every level, you can't believe they're working for you. They've seen what you've done, and they know that they could do what you've done. And I've had every difficult job. And so you look at people around you, and you say, you got to pay your dues, man. You got to pay your dues. And you know what I think most importantly is I always, I will never ask somebody to do something I wouldn't do. I say that all the time. So- Let's talk about selling the company. For the number you got, it seems like a stupid question to ask why you sold the company. I mean, it's very obvious. I mean, that's a crazy number. That's so a crazy number. What the hell was going on there? How much of the company did you own? Would you own most of it? And were you like, what is going on? I was the second largest shareholder of the company. And who was first? Someone who gave you money? Gave, was a backer? Jeff and I, my ex-husband, I started this company. My ex-husband. Everything we had. We had three kids, everything on credit cards. We were homeless. People don't even know we were $250,000 in fucking debt with three kids living in a hotel. Okay. So we took our credit cards. We made these, uh, we made men's first because, you know, women will wear men's jeans. Men won't wear women's jeans. So we started with men's, started running around, meeting people, wear the jeans and girls. It was like the first boyfriend jean. Um, and it happened very quickly. I have to say, because there was nothing out there like that. Soon as Fergie talks about it in a song, it's like, holy shit. She she said true religion in a song. (gasps) And that changed your game? Changed everything. Stop. A song, a, a lyric and a song, how people don't realize how they could influence someone else's life. Like you owe part of your success to Fergie. Singing, that. whoever wrote that, whoever wrote that, whoever wrote that, um, I, I would drop stuff off. I mean, uh, 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 people were wearing the pants at the Grammys. Usher, I dropped him off at his hotel one time. How I, exciting! I, All of it, it, just freaking. Yeah, I mean, there were just people who, at the time, there was no e-commerce, there was no social media, so it was a real guerrilla grassroots. Absolutely. I would go to Fred Siegel's. I would go to Neiman's. I would dress all the girls. That's very important for people who are starting a business. Get to know the salespeople. Oh, interesting. Who get? Yeah. Well, that's what Tito's Vodka is. The urban myth is said that the person would go up to the bartenders and charm them and get them to serve the vodka. I don't know if that's true, but it sounds true. And I used to schlep my pashminas in L.A., and I used to show every way to wear them and de- as a skirt, as a top, and all the celebrities would come and buy them. And I'm the one who talks to everybody to get money donated for relief work. You're right. You're telling people that it's not about a social media post. It's not about a filter. I say this every day until my head falls off. It's about old school hustle and hard work. You were touching the customer from every angle. These easy things that you were doing, 
you were only like one or two steps away from these celebrities. So you were talking to the salespeople and you were just getting the product in people's hands. If it's food, get the product in people's mouths. Fabulous. Yeah, I think I think that's a lost art mm-hmm. because of social media. Um, I think when you go into a store like Fred Siegel's at the time. Yes, big deal. And, and you give all the girls the pants. You, you, They have to wear them. They have to understand why they feel good, why, why they want to sell them. I would go into Neiman's and they'd have uh, a rack of true religion in the way back. I'd actually take the, the rack and move it <laughs> and talk to the salespeople and give so them away. So interesting. Such a good message for people at home. Just if you don't have my, Well, I used to look at the TV shows because I wanted to be um, on a cooking show. And I would just read the names of the producers down to the lowest person. And I'd start connecting with them. And I would get meetings to go up to like Bobby Flay's production company. And I would just, you know, just, just, just pester people just in a very nice way, but connecting. I was always connecting. You've always been connecting. And so people who, you know, if you don't have a publicist, look in the magazine, find out who the editor is, send them some stuff, send them a note. That's what I used to do. I didn't have a publicist. I have to read the names, send the writer something. Yeah. It's very interesting. What you're saying, you're saying very basic things. So if people should go back to basics of hard work and grassroots. And I like that. Yeah. there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Imagine the feeling of pulsing electric shocks. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico or Puerto Rico. My accent's not the best, but I'm trying. But I know Puerto Rico well. I've been there so many times. I be strong has done so many missions after Hurricane Maria. It is more than just a name. It is a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. The unique Bariqua spirit infuses the island's culinary landscape with a -a one-of-a-kind passion and point of view unlike anywhere else. I love Puerto Rico. I've been there twice in the last year. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. 
Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. So you you decide to sell. It sounds like a no-brainer. You had been in business for how long? Yeah. So from 2000, well, I sold, I sold my shares before to get the fuck out, to sell. Okay. Okay. So from 2001 to 2008. Still a long time. Yeah, it is. But when it became a public company, which is really interesting, was a whole other way of doing business. And so we were approached by people who wanted to make the company public. And so we were, we were at 66 a share. Then we went to NASDAQ when people were buying into the company at $7. So we rang the bell. But did you make a lot of money then when it went public? Yes. What sales were you doing before they wanted to approach you to go public? Wow. Um, we probably were doing not even that much, maybe a half a million a year. $500,000 a year and you were approached to be public? That's interesting. Fascinating. Okay. So I have a $100 million a year business. No one's approaching me to be public. I wouldn't even say yes. I don't know. I don't know what it means, but okay. So that's interesting. Well, you know, the thing about that, Bethany, is you and I can have another conversation about that. I know you own 100% of your business and I own 100% of my business now. The thing about being public, which is really cool, is it's a way to make a lot more money. Somebody comes in and buys your shares. Your public company is worth more. They're buying you out. They're buying all the shareholders out you're worth more than as a private company. Wow. It's so interesting. Okay. So you're public. And then what happens? Well, the thing about being public, the uh, the downside of being public is that you're beholden to your shareholders, right? So your margins have to be tighter. They want you to go overseas to make your shit, go to Mexico. I wanted to make it in LA. You don't have the power you had before. Yeah. And so I, I think that was my decline in not having fun anymore because it's really never about the money for me. It's about mm-hmm. getting up in the morning, having fun. And then I'm t- having these old guys. The challenge. Every successful person says it's not about the money. And I believe them. Like every yeah. successful person I respect, I believe them. You like the money's nice and it's a sign and it's a scorecard, but it's not, you can't, the money will not. No, it, the only thing money does for anybody is give you an opportunity to make different choices. That's the only thing money does. And for me, I'm able to, buy my boys a triplex in, in Culver City. They live together. Um, you know, my biggest, my biggest, I, I would say success in this world are raising three good humans. It's been a slippery slope, having money and raising kids who, who are, uh, uh, um, have respect for people and women and women who work. And they're very humble. And I think it's been a slippery slope raising kids when you have quite a bit of money. It's very, it's a very, very difficult. Interesting. Yeah, no, I know. Cause you, you can't ever give them the experience that you had not having it and having to hustle. So you have to do it in different ways and just at least they will be wonderful people. And I have a beautiful, sweet daughter that I can't even believe is related to me. <laughs> um, okay. So how did the sale change the business? Like, what did you watch? Cause I see this a lot. People sell a business and it has nothing to do with the money. You did well. I mean, but I've watched what happened with the skinny girl cocktail since I gave up my part of it. And all these big companies think they know better. And it's something good for young entrepreneurs to know, not whether you sell or not, because that's not relatable to you at this time. But what is relatable to you is other people trying to tell you the decisions to make, thinking they know better. And you would think that these multi-billion dollar companies know better than you, but you'd be surprised how smart you actually are. Because you would think that a girl who lived in an apartment and had $8,000 to her name would not know more than a massive multi-billion dollar company about cocktails. But- Nothing like a big company to ruin the spirit of a brand if it's not done properly. Oh, God. So I don't hear about true religion like I used to anymore. So what happened? Because they fucked it up. Let me tell you something. You take the the designer out and the soul of a business, it's never the same. Never, never, never. They brought, they've asked me back a hundred million times. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you consult? Can you do this? I've been there. I went in and I'm like, you know, fashion is fickle. 
it had you take Jill Sander out of Jill Sander, you take Donna Karen out of Donna Karen, who's now with Urban Zen. Well, there's a company that I had called Bella Doll, okay? And it's out there now. I don't consider anything a failure. I consider uh, it a, an experience to go, that's never happened to me again. So with Bella Doll, that happened to me. I wasn't as savvy. It was a company I had a long time ago, but it was my baby. And it got stolen. I mean, it literally got stolen because because you're a creative at the time and it got you were not focusing on the dotted line and the people around you and 100%. you know it, it, when things are moving quickly and things are becoming successful and things get exciting everybody trusts everybody and I always say because my divorce lawyer said it to me anything can happen in a courtroom anything can happen in business and you gotta also the harsh truth is you have to start from a place of not trusting and then let people earn your trust. But you always have to sleep with one eye open. It's just the nature of the beast. When you're dealing with money and success, it's just you got to be a tough bitch. Really I mean, do. you just and do. You know what? And I think that's, you know, an interesting thing because being 55 and being a woman in business so long ago, I was treated like shit as the largest shareholder of a company. Okay. Like, don't look here. Look up. Look at, look at, look at right. my, you know, you know is right. I'm the one I, I, this is my idea. And I think that when and you have to remind people to this day, I have partners and I will not mention who they are. I still have to remind them. And I, I I'm still the child talking to a father who's like talking down to me. It still happens. And you get into that dynamic as a woman, Sheryl Sandberg talks about that, where I still feel like I'm sometimes kowtowing and then, you know, and then I snap. I'm like, I'm the fucking rainmaker around here. That's what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I mean? And and I think that the less you say, walk away. Don't even engage with these guys. Just let them, they're trying to get, you know, a rise out of you. Walk away. I just go, okay. I know. I don't even have to say I'm the boss. I don't even have to say it's my idea. It is my idea. So I get tired overall. And my 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 not struggle, but my big project and discipline is to really stay out of the weeds and prioritize and organize and ele- uh, execute and delegate. And I sometimes want off the ride. It sounds like you just thrive on the ride and you just want to be in it at all times. And you are a true, tried and true business person. Like I think I could partially retire at some point. I, I don't think you could. Well, it's funny. I started this, um, you know, company style union home and my son and Marlon said to me, can you just have a hobby? And I'm just like, no. It is a hobby. Working to me, although I've gotten better. I've, I've taken the work hat off literally when I come into the house or when there's no TV downstairs. There's no one TV in this house, one TV. There's no phones when we eat dinner. So that, that to me, because I'll tell you something, Bethany, I have no fear in business. Business is not going to break my heart. The only thing that's going to break my heart and, and keep me up at night are my kids and my friends and my family and my sisters. Business, I can walk away, literally. Money is like whatever. It's not going to give you a high five at night or whatever or give you a hug. I have no fear when it comes to business. So I like doing it. I like the challenge. I like to be, yeah. It doesn't, I get it. So you've been married twice. You're in a relationship and you could be talking about your mistakes or your successes. What do you believe is required to have a quote unquote successful relationship? I have worked really, really hard at this relationship and going into this third relationship so hard is making him a priority. Yep. Uh, we, we have I get it. great therapy. We, uh, the way we, we always talk to each other with dignity and respect. That is the number one thing. I could be pissed, but I can still talk to you while I'm angry so you mm-hmm. hear me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking at someone. At all. And coming from, right. this is how I feel. Not you did that. No, this is how I, I feel. I say the same thing. Yeah. Oh my God. I say the same thing. You should read, and not kitchen sinking. This book, Dr. Amador, or this guy, Dr. Amador, always said that don't start with you. You said, this is how I feel. That's so funny. Yeah, we do have a lot of similarities. We really right. do. Um, but my mom was also a therapist, but, but I believe in therapy. She started us in therapy at like, I swear to God, one, we've been to shamans and med- you know, all those, you know, those big weekend things called yep, the forum. Yep. And we've always yep. done those. So, but I think in this particular relationship, this is what I've learned from the past relationship, what not to do. 
and what is my priority. I am not my business. I'm a woman who wants to be in love and treated like a woman and be, and, and he's chivalrous. And I think that women think they can only be business and they have to be that way at home. No, I take my hat off and I'm Kim. I'm the soft Kim. I'm out in the world. I'm business Kim. Well, that's important that, you know, I mean, with gender conversations, I guess it depends upon how you say it, but that you allow the man in your relationship to be the man, despite you being uh, so successful, which has historically been attributed to male traits, being strong in a boardroom, being tough. That's all been attributed to male behavior. And I've had women say to me, you're basically a man now. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I think I'm a woman. I'm pretty sure I'm a woman. Because my ex-husband said, you're just a, a, a woman you're just a man dressed as a dressed up as a woman, and I'm like, why would you even say that? Exactly, we're just strong. Exactly, we're not aggressive. We're strong, right? So, do you what percentage lucky do you think you are, and what percentage smart? I get asked that a lot. Uh, I think luck. I believe in timing. Luck is something that people say. What What are you lucky? What you won the lottery? I guess that's lucky. But I believe I'm really smart and I know what timing, everything is timing. Everything is absolutely timing. That's beyond. I've heard so many good ideas that are before their time. Like that I now say that guy had that idea 10 years ago, but it was just too soon. You have to know. It's like double dutch. You got to know when to jump into that jump rope, when to jump out. Like it's waves. You have to know when to not get crushed by the set and just let them, you know, take, pick your spot, pick your time. Because if you go in and you get crushed, you might not go back in again. It's happened to me with business when I was asked to go into Target with my wheat, egg, and dairy-free cookies, and I just knew I wasn't ready. And I knew if I went in, I'd burn that bridge. Same thing with Whole Foods, and maybe never be invited back. So you got to know how to pick your times. Jump in, but at the right time. Well, that was a different kind of conversation because it felt like we were just having a drink, you know, and it was hard to, I, sometimes I get anxiety during a conversation because I'm worried I'm not going to get to everything. But so anybody listening that was like sitting at a restaurant, we have two cocktails and we're just chatting about our experiences and I could talk to you forever. So it was really interesting. You have incredible story. Um, it's so funny, the like interconnected things that we have. And I appreciate your time so much. And I, I wish you luck with uh, Style Union Home. I know it's already a success and your real estate and renovations and just the continued success as a young woman. It's amazing. You're the best, Bethany. You're the best. Uh, wow, Kim Gold. Honestly, we all know what true religion genes are. And then to hear that she quietly sold this business for $865 million 20 years ago, it's like your head will blow up. It's, I mean, these entrepreneurs that you might not have even heard of are just staggering. I mean, I can't believe all the things I have in common with these different people that I never even either knew existed, didn't know anything about or know them, but didn't know I was anything like. I mean, it is endless, the things that I have in common with Kim Gold as a boss, as a businesswoman, as a nice person. So that was fascinating. There's so much to learn. And, you know, she was just grassroots, guerrilla marketing, hustling and struggling and just doing it herself. Her, Stacey's Pita Chips... I call her Stacey's Peter Chips. Her name is Stacey, but you could do it too. You literally could do it too with nothing, with no money, just a little bit of creativity, drive, passion, hard work, and determination, and, you know, an idea. One idea, two ideas, many ideas. It doesn't matter. This is amazing. Thank you so much. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe, and I appreciate you and you listening. So thank you. Have a wonderful day. Just Be is hosted and executive produced by me, Bethany Frankel. Just Be is a production of Be Real Productions and iHeartRadio. Our managing producer is Fiona Smith and our producer is Stephanie Stender. Our EP is Morgan Lavoy. To catch more moments from the show, follow us on Instagram at Just Be With Bethany. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. 
It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.